Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Sports with Jesus. Sports. We talk about sports. Wit. It gets witty with the intelligent wordplay. Jesus is my middle name. Jesus is also the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who died for our sins. Let's get it. Let's go, guys. Welcome back to episode 25. I understand, you know, it's been a little bit of a wait. It's been a little bit of a wait, but I've been still keeping in tune with the sports. So let's get it, man. Let's get right into it. We're not even going to waste any time. We're going to get right into it. And, you know, it's going to be a nice little simple episode 25. Let's get it. We're going to talk about baseball. We're going to talk about basketball. We're going to talk about football and the Bible talk, man. Let's get it. First up, baseball. Well, since the last time I posted, it was the NLDS. And now it's the World Series, baby. Let's go. Oh, man, I pressed the wrong button. <laughs> I meant to press this one. It's the World Series, baby. Let's get it. In the NLCS, you had the D-backs from Arizona facing against the Philadelphia Phillies. And the D-backs defeated the Phillies in the, what was a crazy seven-game series. It included a three-run bomb in like the bottom of the eighth from Alec Thomas. Huge play from Corbin Carroll in Game 7. He went like 3 for 4, 2 RBIs, 2 stolen bases, 2 runs. Cattell Marte with a seven with a 16-game hitting streak to start off his postseason career. So that means he hasn't got, he has not been hitless in any of the games that he's played in the postseason. He's gotten a hit in every single game, man. Hold up, my mom is calling me. I'll pick up. I'll pick up during the stream. Hello? Hey, Papi. Young? Yeah, I'm recording, man. What's up? Today? What? Oh, okay, I'm okay, thank you, mom. All right, mom, take it easy. Okay. Love you. Make sure. Yeah, I'll take you everywhere, anywhere you want. Okay, All right, guys, we're back. Sorry for the bit of a delay. My mom is, you know, this is this is what it is, man. Living in the city, you know, you got. You got a lot of train traffic, public transportation's not always going to come through for you after you rely on it so heavy. So, you know, you got to rely on the legs and you got to walk. My mom is a little bit upset. I'm just going to record real fast. So, you know, 
I could get something out there because, you know, it's disrespectful that I, I did an episode for every NBA Finals game, but I'm not doing an episode for the World Series. Come on, Marcos. Get your head in the game, man. Get your head in the game. So, yeah, let's get back into it. The D-backs defeated the Phillies in seven games. And the Rangers from Texas defeated the Astros from Houston in a, also a seven-game series. In that series, no home team won a game. So, clinching the division for the Astros kind of hurt them because they were smoking the Texas Rangers away at their home. In every game. And they also. They, they blew two games at home. They blew two games at home. They went home with a 3-2 lead. And they blew two games. So it kind of sucks. But yesterday was game one. Of the World Series. Between the Arizona Diamondbacks. And the Texas Rangers. And let me tell you. It was a doozy. We're going to react to the highlights right now. Texas versus uh, the Diamondbacks. You got Nathan Avaldi on the mound. You got Zach Galen on the mound. Zach Galen in the first inning. Getting into a bit of a trouble as Evan Carter hits an RBI double with man on first in the bottom of the first to get to drive in Seager. And the Rangers strike first with Evan Carter, the 21-year-old. Right behind him, you got Adolis Garcia, the ALCS MVP, Following it up with an RBI single, Texas Rangers is up 20, I mean, 2-0. to zero. Adolis Garcia has just tied the MLB record with RBIs in a postseason with 21. Corbin Carroll, top third, one out, man on second and third. Down 0-2 against Nathan Avaldi. RBI triple from Corbin Carroll, man. Oh, my God. I'm becoming such a fan of this kid. He's so fast. And then right behind him, you got Cattell Marte, one of the hottest hitting players in the game right now. He hits a ground ball to the first. And Corbin Carroll scores from third on a really aggressive base running by the Diamondbacks. Bottom of the third, bases loaded. I mean, man on second and third. Zach Galen walks Adolis Garcia to get the bases loaded. Mitch Garver up. And then Zach Galen walks Mitch Garver. The game is now tied 3-3. Three to three. But Zach Galen is, all, is able to get out of the inning unscathed. I mean, without giving up the lead in the bottom of the third. It's tied up 3-3. Three to three. Astros putting up good at-bats. I mean, the Astros, the Rangers are putting up great at-bats. Sorry, let me, let me not be disrespectful. And in the top of the fourth, we got my boy Tommy Pham, who was acquired in the trade deadline from the Mets by the D-backs. He goes yaya against Nathan Navaldi to take the lead in the top of the fourth. D-backs is up 4 to three. Cattell Marte comes up in the top of the fifth with man on second. And he hits a double. He hits an RBI double to take a five to three lead against the Rangers. Extending his postseason hitting streak to 17 games. 
in the top of the ninth. You got Paul C- uh, bottom of the ninth. You got Paul Seawald in. You got Paul Seawald in to close the game. He strikes out Marcus Simeon. Corey Seager, man on first. Corey Seager goes yard. Corey Seager hits a two-run bomb in the bottom of the ninth to tie the game at five apiece. And I mean, wow. I mean, wow. You know, Paul Seawalt is their guy. He's the closer. But I don't know, man. I, I He's not my guy. Cause I keep remembering he got released by the he got traded to the Mets by the Seattle Mariners and the Mets released him. Mets released him. So this guy has a story, man. This guy has a story. He's getting released by all these teams and he gets picked up by the D-backs and he ends up going to the World Series. Castro, some pitcher, is going to extras now. It's the bottom of the eleventh. This Castro guy is up. He leaves one to Adolis Garcia, fastball, walk-off home run. Rangers win game one, 6-5. to Adolis Garcia, 3-4 for four with a homer. Corey Seager, 1-4 for four with a homer. Corbin Carroll, 1-5 for five with a triple and two RBIs. So what a game that was. What a game. You know, you, got, you had high-level pitching, you had high-level hitting, you had small ball by the D-Max, they doing sacrifice bunts. There was a sacrifice bunt that set up that two-run that two run triple by Corbin Carroll before that at bat by Geraldo Perdomo. So just great baseball being played. Today is game two. Me, my predictions, I got the Diamondbacks in six. I got the Diamondbacks in six games. If it goes to seven, Rangers going to take it because Bruce Bochy is just a mastermind in the game seven. But I got the D-backs in six. I got the D-backs in six. They held it down yesterday. They put some pressure on the on the Rangers. They struck out a lot. They struck out a lot. They have 14 Ks in total. They got to cut that down. Put the ball in play more. And Zach Gallen, man, I don't know, man. Zach Gallen has got to be better. I mean, I understand he gave you five runs. I mean, he gave you five innings, four runs, I mean, three runs and five Ks. He hasn't been himself. He hasn't been himself this this postseason. He's been getting hit hard a lot. He's been getting hit hard. But it's going to be a fun series. It's going to be a fun series. Game two today. Difference maker, obviously, was Corby, Corey Seager. Tying the game up with two outs. I mean, with one out in the bottom of that ninth. In the bottom of the ninth. You tying that game up. You tying that game up. Just just amazing play. Amazing baseball being played right now. This is the best time of the year. Got sports coming in. All different sports meshing together. You got hockey going on right now. Football, baseball, basketball. Any fan... Any game is on right now. Basketball season is back. And it's just a fun time. It's a fun time. We're going to get into basketball, man. Let's get it. That's baseball. Game two today. Let's get it. Let's get into the Knicks. So the Knicks 
have played two games this season so far. They're one and one. First game, they lost to the Celtics in a close one. Chris Stapp's Porzingis just straight up killed us. He dropped 30 on us in his Celtic debut, which was the most in history by a Celtic player in their debut. They lost 108 to 104. It's a pretty close game. Pretty close game. Um, Brunson had a bad game. Brunson only had 15 points. He went 6 for 21. Randall had a bad game as well. He went 5 for 22. So, you know, it was a tough game. Also, you know, questionable calls down the stretch by the refs. Kind of cost, cost us the game as well. But uh, it was a fun game. It was a fun game. Yesterday, they played the, uh, the Hawks. The Knicks won that game 126 to 120. Knicks made a lot of the three ball. RJ had a good game. He scored 26 points. He had six assists. He went nine for 15 from the field. RJ is stepping up big time. I'm liking his play. I'm liking his play. Slowly becoming a fan. You know, last year I wasn't really watching him that much. And I, I considered him trash. But in the postseason, he really turned it up. He's really turned it into a second gear. And he's being aggressive. He's taking he's taking smart shots. He's just playing good basketball right now. I like watching RJ play right now. So I'm watching the highlights right now, you know, as we go. I did watch the whole game. I love the Knicks. Let's get it. Brunson started off hot. Brunson dropped 31 points yesterday. There you go. Nice, nice dish to RJ for the slam. Jalen Johnson. Is a is a is a second year ball player from the Hawks. He's looking to make a big splash. Six seven guy, very athletic. He's got a lot of bounce. He's dunking on everybody yesterday. Second half highlights. Randall down in the block. Passes out. RJ for three cash. Seventy two to sixty six in the third quarter. Loving, loving what I'm seeing from RJ. Jalen Brunson in the fourth quarter. Taking down. Floater. You can't guard him. On DeAndre Hunter, the bigger defender. 31 points from, from Brunson yesterday. He had a really, really good bounce back game yesterday. I love what I saw from him yesterday. His floaters was going down. He was not missing from three. He went eight for 12 from three. 11 of 21 from the field. Randall from the corner hitting a huge shot with a minute and 42 seconds left. Randall had a near triple-double yesterday. Really like what I saw from him yesterday. You know, he was really calm, letting the game come to him. He scored 17 points, 12 rebounds, 9 assists. And RJ had 26 points. My problems with this game was the Knicks defense. Knicks defense gave up a lot of easy points, a lot of transition defense points. It was it was a, it was at times a bit easy for the Hawks to score. Uh, they left a lot of the three ball open. Uh, at one point, the 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 Hawks hit like four threes in a row from Bogdanovich, Hunter, you know, all these guys. Bogdanovich is good too. But overall, solid game for the Knicks. Another problem I had is the rotations. The rotations from Tom Thibodeau, like. We got DiVincenzo, right? We 
our biggest offseason acquisition was Dante DiVincenzo. And the man is not even in the starting lineup. And the man is not even in, he's not even a sixth man. He's getting 20 minutes a game. We paid this guy about $46 million, And you telling me this guy is not getting more than 25 minutes, more than 30 minutes a game? Yesterday he came in. He scored 16 points off the bench. He went 6 for 10 from the, I like his energy. And he, he took some good shots. He took some good shots. He took some really good shots. Um, at times, you know, he was a little uh, chaotic. That's that Warriors basketball play that he's used to from last year. But DiVincenzo overall had a good game yesterday. I liked what I saw from him yesterday. Quickly, however, was a nut. Quickly went 4 for 14. Like, there's sometimes that Tom Thibodeau does, that leaves quickly in too long. And quickly is, is a nut sometimes. You know, I'm not even going to lie to you. He is a nut. He does get shot happy as you can see from his stats he went four for 14 four for 14 he's got 24 minutes at a point in time i'm thinking yo can you take this guy out and can you bring in uh divincenzo the Knicks are just deep they got a lot of deep you know they got a lot of, they have a lot of mediocre players that makes them a lot of really deep they only got two stars you know in brunson and 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 randall RJ is coming up, but then after that, it's just, you know, it's, it's an even playing field from these players. So it's it's hard to, you know, have that starting five that's going to, you know, take you to the promised land. Quentin Grimes, he had some good shots, but again, he 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 only scored six points in 24, 24 minutes. I don't I don't think he's the I don't think he's the starter, man. I, I like DiVincenzo starting. I like DiVincenzo starting. I'm paying this guy 46 million. I'm paying this guy. Let me let me get let me get the number exact of how much we're paying DiVincenzo. Div I'm pretty sure we we went over this. But we're going to see right now. We're going to, you know, we're going to make sure 46 mil. 46 mil for 4 years. We're paying this guy 46 million. And he's not starting, yo? Quickly is getting more minutes than this guy? Josh Hart is getting more minutes than this guy? You saw what he could do yesterday. And I don't like that Fournier is, is not getting, getting any playing time either. I don't understand this. I don't understand this. Fournier is a knockdown shooter and you're not putting this guy to play? A, another guy we're paying like 46 mil. Jesus. So... You know, Tom Thibodeau's rotations are very questionable. The defense got to get cleaned up. But all in all, it was a good game yesterday. Fun to watch. Really back and forth pace. And, uh, you know, it was fun to watch. So now let's get on to the to the Brooklyn Nets. The Nets of Brooklyn. I didn't watch the game yesterday because, you know, I was focused watching the Knicks game. I did, I did switch in here and there. The Nets are 0-2. They lost both of their first both of their first two games into close games. Luka Doncic dropped 49 points on Luka Luka Doncic, man. Luka Doncic dropped 49 points. 49 points, 10 rebounds, 7 assists. He went 16 and 25. Kyrie only 17. 
Luca basically just carried yesterday. He went off. I'm watching the highlights now. Ben Simmons is jumping for the tip. Ben Simmons is starting, yo. Ben Simmons is starting. Let's see what he did yesterday. Ben Simmons had 10 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists. Classic Ben Simmons stat line. Very similar to Draymond. Luka Doncic wide open for three. Why is he wide open? 31 to 30. Second quarter, Finney Smith in the corner. Bang. Needed that. 34 to 30. 10 minutes left. In the second half, 66 to 61. Luka Doncic with the rebound. Passes it up to Kyrie. Derek Jones with the dunk and the flush. A lot of athletic people around um, Luka and, and Kyrie for lob threats. You got Derek Jones Jr., Derek Lively, first-year ball player who made a splash in his first game against the Spurs, dropping 16 points. Luka Doncic, fourth quarter, 118-116. Bang! With a minute left on Mikel Bridges, he splashes it on the wing. It's 118-120. Cam Thomas, isolation, ties it. Ties it with 50 seconds left. Cam Thomas, most improved player this year. Watch. Luka Doncic with a circus shot. 120, tied up. 26 seconds left. Shot clock expiring. He throws it up. Bang. One-handedly. One-handedly over Finney Smith. Mikel Bridges takes the last shot. Not a good shot. And the Dallas Mavericks beat the Nets 125-120. to 120. I ain't really see much about that game, but I'll read you the stat line. Pretty, you know, spread out stat line. You know, from the Nets, you got Cam Thomas. He dropped 30 points. Mikel Bridges, 18 points. He's got he's to score more than that. He went 6 for 17. Where's Cam Johnson? Cam Johnson didn't play today? Oh, well, I'm guessing, I'm guessing Cam, Jamins, Cam Johnson didn't play that game. Dinwiddie with 23 points. My boy Cam Thomas with 30 points, man. He's going to win most improved player, man. He's going to win most improved player. Pretty. That's a pretty uh, pretty good uh, prediction. But, yeah, the Nets lose 125 to 120. Let's get into football. So we're going to get into football. And we're going to watch the highlights of the Giants versus the Commanders. I didn't watch this game because it was just a trash game. It was going to be a trash game. I know I sound horrible. I sound bad, you know, for for not watching it. But it's just, it was horrible. It was horrible. I saw that the Giants scored in the first, in a, in the first quarter. From a catch from Darren Waller, Saquon breaking away, breaking tackles. Tyrod Taylor went 18 for 29 with 279 yards. Giants defense getting stops. Tyrod Taylor threw for two touchdowns and 279 yards. Darren Waller with 98 yards, a touchdown. Saquon Barkley with the other receiving touchdown. 
he had 41 yards receiving and 77 yards rushing. So overall, 108 yards for Saquon Barkley that day. So yeah, I'm not even going to get into that. I don't even want to talk about it. The Giants are in are 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 they're in a pickle right now. Daniel Jones is not playing right now. He's out for the Giants versus the Jets this Sunday. It's just horrible to see, you know. Kind of sucks. But at least the Giants won against the Commanders, 14 to 7. Defense played a huge role, forcing a lot of turnovers. And, you know, playing hard out there, man. The the Giants defense, they have a good defense, man. I like Michael McFadden a lot. I like him. He forces a lot of action, gets a lot of tackles. He's around, you know, most of the plays. Saquon scored in the second quarter, and they just didn't score after that. They didn't score after that. Uh, The Commanders probably scored after that. They did score. It was 7-14. But whatever, man. I'm not even going to talk too much about the Giants versus the Commanders. You know, it's just been a disappointing season for the New York Giants. And, you know, hopefully they can make some noise. Jets versus Giants this Sunday, man. I got the Jets winning that game. Tyrod Taylor is the starting QB. Daniel Jones is still out. Paying this guy 400 mil for nothing. I don't know how much they gave him. I mean, 40 mil a year. 40 mil a year. I, ain't, I said 400 mil. They paying this guy 40 mil a year for nothing. He's a bum. He leads the league in turnovers since he got drafted with the most fumbles. I just, I, I, it's, it's tough, man. It's tough. Jets were off this weekend. So we got Jets versus Giants tomorrow. It's going to be fun. You know, just a quick little episode. And we're going to get into the Bible talk real fast, guys. Get into the Bible talk and we'll conclude the episode, man. Let's get it. It's been a while, man. It's been a while. Almost two weeks that, uh, you know, we haven't talked. But I just wanted, you know, to get the... To get the... Uh, I just wanted to... Sorry, just tell you guys what's going on right now. Real fast, you know, top news, World Series, basketball is back. The Knicks looking good. And uh, it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be fun. But here we go, man. Exodus 14. Oh, we're going to get right into it, man. Let's get it. Then the Lord said to Moses, tell the people to go back to Pi Hahiroth. Tell them to spend the night between Migdal and and the Red Sea near Baal Sevan. Pharaoh, we think, Pharaoh will think that the Israelites are lost in the desert and that the people will have no place to go. So recently they just left Egypt, you know, out of the tyranny from Pharaoh. Moses and Aaron freed them with the with the help of the Lord. And these guys are on the move. I will make Pharaoh brave. And he will chase you, but I will defeat Pharaoh and his army. This will bring honor to me. Then the people of Egypt will know that I am the Lord. So the Israelites did what he told them. 
Pharaoh received a report that the Israelites had escaped. When he heard this, he and officials changed their minds about what they had done. Pharaoh said, why did we let the Israelites leave? Why did we let them run away? Now we have lost our slaves. So Pharaoh prepared his chariot and took his men with him. He took 600 of his best men and all of his chariots. There was an officer in each chariot. The Israelites were leaving with their arms raised in victory. But the Lord caused Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, to become brave. And Pharaoh chased the Israelites. The Egyptian army had many horse and soldiers, had many horse soldiers and chariots. They chased the Israelites and caught up with them while they were camped near the Red Sea at Pi-Hahiroth, east of Baal-Zevan. When the Israelites saw Pharaoh and his army coming toward them, they were very frightened and cried to the Lord for help. They said to Moses, why did you bring us out of Egypt? Did you bring us out? Did you bring us out here in the desert to die? We could have died peacefully in Egypt. There were plenty of graves in Egypt. We told you this would happen in Egypt. We told you this would happen. In Egypt, we said, please don't bother us. Let us stay and serve the Egyptians. It would have been better for us to stay and be slaves than to come out here and die in the desert. Now these guys are questioning Moses, Aaron, and the Lord. They're questioning the Lord. But Moses answered, don't be afraid. Don't run away. Stand where you are and watch the Lord save you today. You will never see these Egyptians again. You will not have to do anything but stay calm. The Lord will do the fighting for you. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you still crying to me? Tell the Israelites to start moving. Raise the walking stick in your hand over the Red Sea and the sea will split. Then the people can go across the dry land. I have made the Egyptians very brave so they will chase you. But I will show you that I am more powerful than Pharaoh and all of his horses and chariots. Then Egypt will know that I am the Lord. They will honor me when I defeat Pharaoh and his soldiers and chariots. Then the angel of God moved back, moved to the back of the people. The angel was usually in the front of the people leading them. So the tall cloud moved from in front of the people and went to the back of the people. In this way, the cloud stood between the Egyptians and the Israelites. There was light for Israelites, but there was darkness for the Egyptians. So the Egyptians did not come any closer to the Israelites that night. Moses raised his hand over the Red Sea, and the Lord caused a strong wind to blow from the east. The wind blew all night long. The sea split, and the wind made the ground dry. The Israelites went through the sea on the dry land. The water was like a wall on their right and on their left. Then all of the Pharaoh's chariots 
horse and soldiers follow them into the sea. Early that morning, the Lord looked down from the tall cloud and column of fire at the Egyptian army. Then he made them panic. The wheels of the chariots became stuck. It was very hard to control the chariots. The Egyptians shouted, Let's get out of here. The Lord is fighting against us. He is fighting for the Israelites. Then the Lord told Moses, Raise your hand over the sea to make the water fall and cover the Egyptians' chariots and horse soldiers. So just before daylight, Moses raised his hand over the sea and the water rushed back into its proper level. The Egyptians were running as fast as they could from the water, but the Lord swept them away from the sea. The water returned to its normal lever, lower normal level and covered the chariots and horse soldiers. Pharaoh's army had been chasing the Israelites, but that army was destroyed. None of them survived, but the Israelites crossed the sea on dry land. The water was like a wall on their right and on their left. So that day, the Lord saved the Israelites from the Egyptians. Later, the Israelites saw the dead bodies of the Egyptians on the shore of the Red Sea. The Israelites saw the great power of the Lord when he defeated the Egyptians. So the people feared and respected the Lord. And they began to trust the Lord and his servant, Moses. So we're only going to read one chapter, guys. We're only going to read one chapter for episode 25. Quarter of a century, let's get it. Quarter of 100, let's go. Stop playing with them. So we're only going to record, you know, just listen to that chapter real fast. Because we're going to watch the fight. Ma, ma, dame un segundo. My mom just came in. You know what I'm saying? She's home. And perfect timing, perfect timing. You know, I was literally going to conclude it here so I could get busy. And my mom just came in right now. So, guys, thank you guys for tuning in for episode 25. Episode tomorrow. Episode tomorrow, man. I ain't playing. I ain't playing around. Our episode is coming out tomorrow. We're going to talk about game two of the World Series. Also talk about some Knicks basketball that's going on today. And... Let's go, guys. Thank you for showing up, listening. Episode 25, episode 26, tomorrow. Let's get it. Thank you guys for listening. Catch you guys on the flippity flip.
All right, guys, we found it. Exodus 13. Let's get it, man. Let's get right into it. I'm only going to read one, maybe two, because the night is young. The day is young, man. But let's get it, guys. Exodus 13, continuing. Then the Lord said to Moses, you must give me every male in Israel who is his mother's first child. That means that every firstborn baby boy and every firstborn male animal will be mine. Moses said to the people, Remember this day. You were slaves in Egypt, but on this day the Lord used his great power and made you free. You must not eat bread without yeast. You must not eat bread with yeast. Today, in the month of Abib, you are leaving Egypt. The Lord made a special promise to your ancestors. He promised to give you the land of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Hivites, and Jebusites. After the Lord leads you to the land filled with many good things, then you must remember this day. You must have a special day of worship on this day, during the first, during the first month of every year. For seven days you must eat only bread without yeast. On the seventh day, there will be a great festival to show honor to the Lord. So for seven days, you must not eat any bread made with yeast. There must be no bread with yeast any place in your land. On this day, you should tell your children, we are having this festival because the Lord took me out of Egypt. This festival will help you remember. It will be like a string tied on your hand. It will be like a sign before your eyes. This festival will help you remember the Lord teachings. It will help you remember that the Lord used his great power to take you out of Egypt. So remember this festival every year at the right time. The Lord will lead you into the land he promised to give you. The Canaanites live there now. But God promised your ancestors that he would give you this land. When that happens, you must remember to give the Lord every firstborn boy. And every male animal that is firstborn must also be given to the Lord. Every firstborn donkey can be brought back. You can offer a lamb and keep the donkey. If you don't want to buy the donkey like this, if you don't want to buy back the donkey like this, then you must break its neck to kill it. But every firstborn baby boy must be brought back from the Lord. In the future, your children will all ask you why you do this. They will say, what does this all mean? And you will answer, the Lord used his great power to save us from Egypt. We were his slaves in that place. But he led us out and brought us here. In Egypt, Pharaoh was stubborn and refused to let us leave. So the Lord killed every firstborn in the land. The Lord killed the firstborn males, animals, and humans. That is why I give every firstborn male animal to the Lord. And that is why I buy back each of my firstborn sons from him. This is like a string tied on your hand, like a sign in front of your eyes. 
It helps you remember that the Lord brought us out of Egypt with his great power. Pharaoh made the people leave Egypt. God did not let the people take the road leading to the land of the Philistines. That road by the Mediterranean Sea is the shortest way. But God said, if the people go that way, they will have to fight. Then they might change their minds and go back to Egypt. So God led them another way through the desert by the Red Sea. The Israelites were dressed for war when they left Egypt. Moses carried the bones of Joseph with him. Before Joseph died, he made the Israelites promise to do this for him. He said, when God saves you, remember to carry my bones with you out of Egypt. The Israelites left Sakoth and camped near Etham. Etham was near the desert. The Lord led the way. During the day, he used a tall cloud to lead the people. And during the night, he used a tall column of fire to lead the way. This fire gave them the light so that they could also travel at night. The cloud was always with them during the day. And the column of fire was always with them at night. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the conclusion of episode 24, Kobe. Guys, thank you, thank you. We made it to episode 24, episode 25. Coming soon to own on DVD. Nah, I'm playing, I'm playing. <laughs> guys, thank you for listening. Episode 24 concluded. Hope you guys enjoyed. Catch you guys in the next one. Don't forget to keep an eye on the uh, the NLDS and the ALDS game. Uh, we got game threes going on. Well, actually, game four from the Strohs and the, Ash, uh, the, the Twins. And game three from the Phillies. Braves. And diamonds and diamondback and dodges. And last thing before I go, guys. Last thing before I go, Charles Oliveira, UFC number one lightweight contender in the world, has pulled out against Islam Makhachev. Charles Oliveira has pulled out against Islam Makhachev. And Volkanovski is filling in. Alexander Volkanovski is filling in on one week's notice to face Islam Makhachev for the lightweight championship. Wow! And last but not least, Paula Costa. Oh my, he's so pathetic. Used to be a big fan of him, but he's, he's hard to be a fan of him, man. He's so pathetic. Has also pulled out. Paulo Costa has also pulled out against Hamzat Shimaev, but Kamaru Usman has filled in. Oh my God. Talk about Kamaru Usman, man, trying to get to the top. And he's, yo, he's going out there to face Hamzat Shamayev, man. Wow. Shout out to Dana White 
for not panicking and adapting and doing what he does best and putting together the best fights. Wow, man. Wowie, wow, wow. Thank you guys for tuning in to episode 24. Catch you guys in the next one, 25. God bless. Enjoy, guys. Let's get it.